The show you love with even more local news and more local reaction. The Mike Douglas Show. Now weekdays from 3 till 5 on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. And welcome to the Mike Douglas Show. Mike Douglas here, your concierge for conversation as we get things started here on this very warm summerish Thursday afternoon in California's Central Valley. Thank you so much for joining us. So much appreciate your participation in the Mike Douglas Show here on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. My friends, we've all seen the images on television, if not online, on social media. We've heard interviews about the situation in Ukraine. And it's one of those things where we can't really imagine. We can see it. We can hear about it. But Unless you're there, often we can't quite capture the full gravity of what's going on. Well, someone's going to help us do that right now. You know him very well from Power Talk 1360. Josh Whitfield is currently in Warsaw, Poland. Uh, He is finishing his third humanitarian aid venture into Ukraine. Of course, Josh is a U.S. Army veteran, our election specialist and political analyst, a guest host often on this show, but now in a very, very important role, and that is of of a guy who's been boots on the ground providing humanitarian aid to the people in Ukraine. Josh, uh, thank you for staying up till zero dark 30, your time for joining us today uh, here at our time. And uh, you're currently a Warsaw, Poland. Where, where are some of the cities uh, that, that you've operated in over the past, uh, well, month or two? Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, Warsaw here in Poland is, is kind of uh, uh, where we come into the country or to Europe from from the United States, but, uh, in Ukraine, Mike, uh, Lviv, Kiev, uh, Kharkiv, um, uh, are, are the three big cities that, uh, we have, uh, operated in, um, really in the last 40 days. And talk about what your personal mission has been, Josh, uh, what, what have you been doing, uh, during those several weeks? Yeah, I mean, our mission is is to bring um, humanitarian aid and protective supplies into the country, into uh, areas that perhaps the NGOs um, and civilian organizations aren't comfortable or feel safe enough uh, or trained enough to bring in uh, to the country. And then we're bringing folks uh, uh, out who are in dangerous areas um, who who desire to uh, get out or request through our various contacts in the country um, that they would like to leave. So, um, in essence, we just brought um, 14 uh, people out, uh, which 11 were were children, um, and uh, you know, finishing up our third mission here. So we're bringing folks who are vulnerable out of the country as well as bringing supplies in. And you're uh, tapping, I I would assume, upon your experience in the U.S. Army. Talk about some of the folks that you're partnering with over there, the team that you're working with. Well, uh, operationally, uh, our team is all uh, military veterans from uh, either Canada, the United States, or the United Kingdom. 
and we uh, have built over the last 40 days a, a good network of uh, locals on the ground. Uh, we're working with various uh, church groups, non-denominational church groups, uh, um, and in, uh, in Ukraine, Ukraine is a country uh, with a lot of religion, a lot of churches um, across the board, and that's uh, very helpful to to know them, to get uh, real-time uh, first-person intelligence on the ground of what's going on, um, but also what do they need and how we can help them best, um, which is a fluid and uh, it's a dynamic battle space, as I've said before, Mike. It's a fluid situation on the ground, and the needs really change um, week to week, uh, at least the priority. So um, we're working with groups like that. We obviously built relationships with the Ukrainian military and the Territorial Defense Forces um, and uh, other uh, organizations, government organizations, and and really just folks, civilians, um, that we built a relationship with now um, in Ukraine as well. And we want to underscore uh, your your efforts here are totally volunteer, right? Yeah, that's correct. Everybody on this team over here is, uh, you know, travels on their own dime and their own time. Um, we are working, uh, we're parking our donation money. Obviously, uh, we didn't have time to start our own 501c3 uh, when the war started. Um, so we're working with... Uh, here in California, we're working with uh, American Veterans First, which is a 501c3 out of Riverbank, um, and they are um, where we are parking our donations financially or uh, material donations that folks are sending in. And they've done just a fantastic job um, collecting uh, the resources that we need to take over uh, while we're over in country. So big shout out to uh, American Veterans First and Riverbank. Josh, what really amazes many of us, which what impacts us as we're watching, is the resolve, the apparent resolve of the Ukrainian people. Can you give us some insights into the people that you've met and how they're responding to this incredible, deadly threat from Russia? Uh, they're angry, Mike. Uh, they were angry when their country and sovereignty was invaded. Uh, but... Um, that anger has exponentially increased um, from the news and the information. Uh, you know, I mean, everyone's seen the pictures, I'm sure, um, out of Busha and Irpin, uh, the uh, smaller exurbs uh, north of Kiev, um, the, the atrocities that have come out of uh, the Russian occupation of those cities. Um, there, there is no word in the English language to describe that kind of evil and sadistic, um, just terrible, terrible things that the Russians did there. And, uh, you know, I, if, I, if there's one word I can describe the Ukrainian people across the board, and I'm talking about 18 year old students to 65 year old grandfathers and everywhere in between, um, is, is angry. They are very upset. Um, and they are resolute. They are steadfast. Um, and kicking the Russians out of their country. Let's be clear on that. They are definitely this kind of uh, atrocities or uh, evil actions uh, by Russia has done nothing but further strengthen these people's resolve to to remove uh, what they they call the aggressor uh, from their country. 
Josh, the pictures that we see look devastating. Do do we even have an idea from the reports we're seeing on, on media and television? Do we even have an idea of the depth of the devastation there? No, um, and it's impossible for these uh, reporters to, to, to get it. Um, just by pure circumstance and coincidence, our team was um, – in Kiev about 12 hours after the Russian withdrawal and retreat really began. And we had the opportunity to go to Busha and Erpin, and we saw for ourselves hours after the Russians withdrew. Um, Devastation is not the right word. That's materialistic. Um, I'm talking about uh, sadistic, heinous acts of torture, rape, mutilation, and murder. Um, I was there on the morning, uh, um, and I just—it's—it's it's hard to explain. I'm getting emotional talking to you, Mike. Um, sure. You driving down the streets of Busha, Mike. Uh, You—I'm not kidding. Every street, every alleyway, every block. There wasn't a, a, a spot in that city that didn't have a dead uh, civilian in the street. It—I'll it, it, never, ever be able to wipe from my memory what we saw. Uh, the smells that we smelled or the smell of death prevalent everywhere. Um, Hollywood slasher films could not do justice to what we saw. And uh, it's just sick, absolutely sick, uh, what these Russians did to these people. It's unforgivable, and history should never forget uh, what has taken place here. It sounds like from your narrative, and I know you're speaking from your heart, Josh, that this probably doesn't even compare to your former experience in the military in the Middle East. Uh, am I right? Well, uh, you know, in Iraq and Afghanistan, Mike, you know, we saw, you know, terrible things. Um, you know, Al-Qaeda in Iraq, for instance, um, you know, they're not great people either. Uh, but the scale of what had happened in Irpin and Busha is hard for me to grasp. Um, you know, I've been on the show and I've talked about the physical destruction of buildings and the, the combat, and that's certainly, certainly bigger than Iraq and Afghanistan because you have two conventional powers duking it out. Uh, but one of those conventional powers clearly has no regard for human life whatsoever. Um, and that's really unfortunate, both on a, a individual level of executing and torturing civilians, but also on a materialistic level of being willing to indiscriminately carpet bomb cities in the 21st century. Um, yeah. I mean, just pictures, pictures alone cannot do to justice to the scale of destruction that is, that is taking place, especially in uh, Eastern Ukraine at this time. Josh, I'm not asking you to look in a crystal ball at all, but just uh, from what you've seen, uh, do you think we're looking at um, a couple more weeks, months, or were you looking at years? We hear uh, people pontificating on this side. Uh, wh- what do you sense in terms of the conflict? Is it is Are we looking at a long-haul issue here? Yeah, I, I see no evidence whatsoever uh, of this war coming to a conclusion sooner than later. Um, I pray and hope I'm wrong, Mike. Um, but I think a lot of people in the West, you know, everyone keeps asking me, what is Vladimir Putin trying to accomplish here? 
And that's the wrong question to ask. Vladimir Putin and Russia, they don't think how we think in the West. There doesn't have to be a strategic objective or goal uh, to accomplish. Uh, Russia thinks in terms of empire. And empire, Mike, um, as history has shown us, empire likes to destroy what it can't have. And this war isn't about strategic objectives. It's not about NATO. This is only about subjugating the Ukrainian people. And if they choose not to be subjugating, wiping them off the face of the earth. And if Busha and Erpine have not shown people that by now, um, I don't know when the West is going to learn the lesson. So uh, wrapping that thought up for you, Mike, that's really up to Vladimir Putin um, and, and, and what he is going to determine is Russia's objective uh, overall. He certainly has to come home with some kind of win. Um, and I think that makes negotiations very hard because the goalposts are always changing. Um, but how, th- how does President Zelensky now negotiate with a man who has tortured, raped, and murdered uh, hundreds of his own civilians um, without any regard for mercy or life? That's a very difficult spot, I think, for, a, uh, for President Zelensky now to, uh, to, to negotiate peace uh, with a nation that's now done this to his civilians and his populists. Um, I don't envy his task. Uh, he obviously has to find some way to end the fighting, uh, but the average Ukrainian, and certainly the Ukrainian soldiers we've spoken to since Busha and Erpine, there is absolute zero will right now for the Ukrainians to give up territory or give Russia any kind of win. And so I, I for the, that, those two reasons, Putin needing a win, and the Ukrainian people being extremely upset with what has happened in their country um, and wanting to cede not an inch of their territory to Russia. I think that's, that's going to probably put us in this thing for a long haul because I don't know how these two sides sit back down and talk to each other again right now. It's a very difficult task. Josh, you, you've given us an excellent, excellent boots on the ground uh, view of what's happening there. Wonderful analysis. And I can tell straight from your heart, I know you're tired, I know you're beat up physically, emotionally, spiritually, all of that, I'm sure. Uh, coming back home, and I understand you're headed back, right, in the not-too-distant future? Yeah, the, the the fight, Mike, has really moved to the east. It's the next major battle will be for Donbass and the Joint Forces area. Um, you know, we get a real sense that a second major uh, attack um, uh, it will be coming, probably out of the Kharkiv region for from Russia, and we're anxious to get as many supplies to those folks in the in the east of that country as we can before those. Uh, uh, routes of access are, are cut off uh, by the fighting. So um, we're going to be coming home shortly, uh, picking up as much stuff as we can and taking it uh, back in as far as we safely can, um, as fast as we can. So how can folks uh, in this area here, our listeners, Josh, how can they help you in terms of what you need to take back? Uh, yeah, for, I mean, we have collection uh, spots in Canada and the UK, but here in the United States, California specifically, again, American Veterans First uh, out of Riverbank. Uh, you can find them online at AmericanVeteransFirst.net. They have a donate button right there on the, their webpage uh, for you to donate uh, should you want to financially contribute. And whether it's a dollar or a hundred dollars, every little bit counts. 
or you, you can bring physical supplies in to American Veterans First. Uh, medical supplies are a big deal right now, especially bandages and tourniquets. Those are saving lives. Um, but also uh, hygiene products, toothpaste, baby wipes, diapers, uh, female hygiene products, all of these. It's a humanitarian catastrophe in this country. When people ask what do they need, the short answer is everything. They need everything. So uh, we'll take anything and we will get it over, over there to the people that need it the most. Again, that website, my friends, AmericanVeteransFirst.net. Again, AmericanVeteransFirst.net, based right here uh, in within our radio footprint in Riverbank, California. A great way to start if you'd like to uh, assist in some way. Uh, Josh, as as you prepare to return, I'm sure you need uh, need some rest and and such. But as as we prepare to wrap up, what 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 overwhelms you right now in terms of giving you the passion to return? What is it that just tugs at you and says, I've, I've got to go back? Yeah, I think speaking for the whole team on this one, Mike, we've really fallen in love with the average Ukrainian uh, person. Um, this is, uh, I can only imagine, um, that they emulate the spirit probably of our founding fathers back in the 1770s. Um, They are determined to keep their freedom and independence. Um, They, they inspire you. I mean, the real heroes in this thing are the Ukrainian people. They are standing up against the largest military in Europe against a tyrannical autocracy. Um, Certainly Ukraine has its own political problems and issues that they got to resolve. Um, but they are hungry to be free, and that is an infectious uh, and inspiring thing to see um, a young, blooming democracy, or at least a country trying to be, uh, fight for its freedom and independence um, so res- uh, resolutely. So they have such passion to be free. Um, it, it really... And despite all the terror and horror that they faced in 43 days now, Mike, their their resolve as as really one unit to to keep their country free and help each other out and fight uh, it's 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 hard to put into words, but it's infectious and and you know for us as veterans, it's just unconscionable in the 21st century we can be repeating the mistakes of of the last century pre and post World War II. Um, so we feel obligated to be here and, you know, bottom line for us, Mike, is this moms and babies are being killed indiscriminately and we're going to be over here having their back to the very end. Absolutely. Uh, Josh, I want to go back to your comments about president Zelensky. Uh, my wife and I were talking about this last night. We, we looked at pictures of him before the conflict pictures. Now, obviously this is taking a, a grave, uh, toll on him. You can see it uh, in his face. We've had uh, people here asking about Zelensky. Uh, can you, just from your impression, my impression is he's the real deal. He's he's speaking from the heart. He's fighting for his people. Is that what you see from this man as well? Well, I've never had a chance to meet him, Mike, uh, but man, he is talked about by the civilian populace here quite a bit. 
and he is revered by them right now. And it's it's interesting because I've, I've spoken with members of the Ukrainian parliament who were in opposition to Mr. Zelensky before this war started. Um, and I've spoken to um, just regular civilians who, who will look you right in the eye and said that they'd never voted for the guy. They'd never trusted the guy. He was just an actor. They'll give you all these passionate adjectives. And that's one thing about the Ukrainian people. They are not afraid to give you their opinion straight up. Um, they're going to tell you what they think. And they, they'll be very honest. They, they didn't have a, I, I've talked to so many people that didn't have a very high opinion of this guy before this war started, but they're with him a hundred percent now. And sometimes the moment meets the man and sometimes the man meets the moment. And uh, I'm not even sure Mr. Zelensky knew what he had in him, Mike, until the challenge was before him. And I think a lot of great uh, men and women in history, um, you know, the moment's thrust upon them and they answer the call. And that seems to be the overwhelming opinion of the Ukrainian people is that this man, their president, has been a man's man and he has stood with them through thick and thin. He didn't run. He has been a rallying uh, <laughs> post of support for them. And he's, and they have fallen in love with him over the last 42 days. That's that's my impression. And I think uh, I think we see that communicated over uh, what we're seeing as well. Josh, as we prepare to wrap up, I want to remind folks uh, the website AmericanVeteransFirst.net, AmericanVeteransFirst.net. Uh, whether you're looking at contributing uh, goods that need to be taken back, as Josh has mentioned, or whether you're willing to uh, contribute financially. Again, that's AmericanVeteransFirst.net right here uh, in Riverbank, California. Josh, as we uh, prepare to close, uh, what would you like people to know from you in terms of keeping their thoughts, their prayers, and their pressure upon our leaders to do the right thing when it comes to Ukraine. Yeah, I mean, that's tough, Mike. Um, you know, I get, every Ukrainian asks me, Mike, why, where, why aren't U.S. troops here having our back? Where's NATO? Um, and I tell them the truth. I mean, that's not for me to decide. Um, you know, we have to pray and trust that our leaders are making the right decisions. We got to remember that Russia is a nuclear armed country and there is a higher obligation to the world, I think, in that regard. But I also remind these folks that there are tens of thousands of Americans in Ukraine right now helping out, whether that's fighting or doing humanitarian stuff or whatever. And so um, I would say pray, pray for the Ukrainian people because um, the, the stuff that we saw in Busha and Irpine. Um, would put the Spanish Inquisition to shame. And Mike, um, I'll go as far as saying this, age and gender didn't matter. Um, I, I saw dead children, dead, dead little girls as young as five and six years old who went through the exact same treatment as their parents. Um, pray for the Ukrainian people because they are suffering in a way that I, I don't think most Americans or people in the West can even comprehend or conceive tonight. And God knows, Mike, what's going on in Maripol, which has been under siege for 40 days. We, nobody knows what's going on in there. 
Yeah, it's just I can uh, only incomprehensible in, in many ways. As Josh Whitfield, thank you so much for sharing time with us. I know you're tired. Uh, have a safe trip back. And uh, coming up next, friends, we're going to talk to Duke, Duke Cooper. He is the founder and CEO of AmericanVeteransFirst.net. Back in five minutes here on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. The Mike Douglas Show. Now weekdays from 3 till 5 on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Local Talk is back in the valley with KFIV's Mike Douglas. Weekdays at 3 on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. And welcome back to the Mike Douglas Show. Uh, let's, uh, let's talk about a challenge that we face several times usually throughout our lives. That's selling our house. Now, do you have a growing family? Maybe you're working from home. Maybe you need more space. We've we've faced all of that. Well, if that's the situation, call the real estate agent I trust, Dan Phipps. Dan's proprietary marketing system guarantees multiple offers in 72 hours for full market value, or Dan will sell it for free. Now listen, his home selling program is designed to maximize your sales price. You're in complete control. No required costly repairs. I love that part. No required costly repairs. No long-term contracts. And you pick your move date. In fact, Dan can even find you a new home before you move. Carrie and Melissa and Merced, they tell us that due to some recent changes in their lives, they had to sell in a hurry but they also needed full value for their home. They heard about Dan Phipps and his guaranteed sale program. They gave him the job, and they say day one, Dan launched into action, made it happen. He sold their home in days, got them $30,000 more than the same house only a block away. So call Dan Phipps. Dan is the man I recommend, and I would hire to sell my own home. He's the only agent who guarantees multiple offers in 72 hours or sold free. Call Dan Phipps, 209-840-6378, or go to danphipps.com. That's Dan Phipps with three Ps, D-A-N-P-H-I-P-P-S dot com. Well, again, friends, welcome back to the Mike Douglas Show. We've just had a, a time of of hearing from Josh Whitfield and uh, really some his gut wrenching testimony about his experience in Ukraine right now in uh, Warsaw, Poland, ready to come back home after uh, two, three tours of volunteer duty in Ukraine and ready to go back. And uh, the organization that he mentioned that is so important in terms of supplying uh, goods uh, that they need and also processing donations as well as right here nearby us in Riverbank, California. It uh, It is AmericanVeteransFirst.net. AmericanVeteransFirst.net is the website. Its co-founder is Duke Cooper. And uh, Duke, welcome uh, to the show. Thanks for uh joining us today mike good to uh, talk with you again well duke we just heard uh, uh, some incredible news from josh as he related his experience and uh, uh, we asked him to describe things and a lot of them really are beyond description tell us uh, from your perspective what's happening in ukraine and how your nonprofit is able to help those who are willing to help them well, we're a 501c3 nonprofit. We're located at uh, 6436 Oakdale Road in uh, Riverbank. 
And uh, the reason that we can help Josh, uh, number one, he's a very good friend of mine. He's a member of the board, is that we have no paid positions in this organization. We're, we're run strictly by volunteers. And what we do, given our name, American Veterans First, we take care of our veterans at home first. We take care of them in many ways, whether we're feeding them in the parks, getting them housing, blankets, sleeping bags, uh, coats. Uh, we, we've uh, delivered tens of thousands of uh, hygiene products. So with, with our efforts in Ukraine, Josh, uh, being a combat veteran, uh, he, it, it is needed. Uh, we decided that we would uh, do a fundraiser for uh, uh, our Ukrainian humanitarian efforts. I think it's important to know that we're not mercenaries. Even though we're all veterans uh, that are going over there to help, we're there to help the people of Ukraine, the innocent ones. We're sneaking families out of Ukraine in the middle of the night. We're delivering mass casualty kits to uh, Kiev, Ukraine. We're delivering solar-powered uh, battery generators so they can have lights or charge their phone. We're taking uh, donations, uh, and that's how we've uh, funded this entire project. And you can go to uh, uh, PayPal at uh, American Veterans First and uh, .net, and you'll see a donation button. You can hit that. We need to help these people desperately. And I can tell you firsthand, we have boots on the ground there. We're getting the pictures. It's sad to say that the news is not reporting the travesty that's going on there now. Massive numbers of war crimes have been committed. These are innocent people. We're not helping the Ukrainian army or the government. We're helping the innocent ones, those in need that need it the most. Duke Cooper is our guest, American Veterans First. Again, the website, AmericanVeteransFirst.net, to donate or learn about what is needed. Uh, Duke, right now, what what are some of the, you, you mentioned some earlier, what are some of the major supplies that you could use, like today or tomorrow, in order to help the folks in Ukraine? Uh, right now, we need uh, helmets, big time. These people, you know, your head's your most fragile uh, thing that's happening. Uh, we're handing out class three, a, uh, body armor, uh, to the people of Ukraine. The biggest thing is hygiene products. Helmets is number one. Uh, we have, uh, the battery powered, uh, solar generators. That's huge. And, uh, uh, tens of thousands of baby diapers, baby wipes, first aid kits in that order. But I would say right now, we're, we're taking uh, uh, financial uh, donations and because what we don't want to do is have a bunch of product come in that we really can't use or can't take over there. So what we're doing is uh, we have 70-pound uh, totes. Each man can take uh, three on the airplane and uh, four of the solar-powered uh, battery generators. Uh, we're carrying most of it because we're afraid to ship because you never know when it might or might not arrive. 
So right now, it sounds to me, Duke, like perhaps the safest thing to do is to make a financial donation, and then you can put that to work in terms of uh, the specialized items that uh, that you need. And, and I, I appreciate your challenge right there. Storage is always an issue, uh, no matter what type of uh, nonprofit you're working for, and you don't want items that you can't use. So uh, appreciate uh, when you're talking about that. Uh, is, is there also a way that folks can contact you? Uh, uh, by phone if they have some questions? Uh, yes, sir. They can call uh, area code 209-652-7627. That's my personal cell phone. Or they can go to veterans, B-E-T-E-R-A-N-S-F-I-R-S-T-1-6 at gmail.com and reach us there by uh, uh, email. Or they can go to American Veterans First on Facebook. And they can go to, uh, lastly, to our website, AmericanVeteransFirst.net, and check us out what we're doing. Uh, I'd like to invite people uh, to our building. We have a military museum at the building. We do PTSD counseling every Wednesday. Uh, We do bereavement counseling. We have a welcoming center. We feed about 70 meals twice a week right now through our Veteran Strong program in the parks. We're looking for people in the parks. We're helping them be placed in homes. We're looking for partners to join up with American Veterans First and help us accomplish what really needs to be done here. But uh, we welcome you to come by. But uh, our newest memorial is since 9-11, California has lost more veterans in combat than uh, any other state. We have 780 men and women just from California, a lot from this area. We have every picture, every bio, how, when, and where they were killed in combat and where they're from. It's a history lesson at American Veterans First, and I would like to invite your school kids. People need to see this because what's happening in Ukraine today, scary thought to be happening to us someday, and we're just not going to allow it. We're going to do everything within our power to help the people of Ukraine. Absolutely. And by the way, I've seen your your very colorful van. It's hard to uh, not see it when it's rolling down the street. A lot of red, white, and blue, the the insignias of the different uh, military services, American Veterans First. Uh, Just incredible, the job that you're doing. And and, uh, thank you so much for that. Now, we've talked about how uh, folks in general can help you out, especially through financial donations. What about veterans out there who may be saying, wow, I, my heart was touched by what I heard today, and I'm, I might like to go too. Uh, can they contact you and, and uh, see if they can get looped uh, in? They can, con- they can contact us, right? And it's important to know that all veterans out there, we're not going there as mercenaries. We're not distributing weapons. We're there to help the people of Ukraine and help them get out of the country get their loved ones out of the country, get them fed, get them the basic essentials that you need to survive on a daily basis. So we're not looking for mercenaries. I want that to be extremely clear. We're there strictly humanitarian. And if somebody uh, is interested in going, uh, give me a call and I'll I'll sit down. uh, Obviously, I'll vet out every volunteer that's offered. But you know what? We, we're in this for the long haul. These people deserve our help. But also at the same time, 
we have to take care of our veterans here in the in our area and the United States. So I'm honored to serve with American Veterans First. It's it's we're doing things that I never dreamed that we would get done. But it's uh combined CS, I'd like to invite iHeartRadio to come out. Absolutely. Uh Duke and I noticed the uh, the number on your website two zero nine eight six three eight four eight zero. The website AmericanVeteransFirst.net. That's AmericanVeteransFirst.net. Duke, thank you so much for joining us today, and we applaud you. Thank you so much for what you're doing, not only for the Ukrainians, but what you're doing for veterans here in in our area. That's absolutely, uh, absolutely fantastic. Uh, So much appreciate your heart. Well, let me ask you, Mike. You want to go to Ukraine? Uh. We'll, we'll talk about that. I'd have there. to think through that a bit. I'm an old dude, but that might be doable. We'll see. We'll talk about that. All right, my friend. I'm uh, 24 with 50 years experience. I'm 74. <laughs> I gotcha. Well, Duke, listen, thank you so much for that. I appreciate that and appreciate you coming on with us again. The website is americanveteransfirst.net americanveteransfirst.net and uh, just throw out an idea here uh, duke before we let you go uh, how about if we uh, we come and do a uh, an interview a, a remote from uh, your shop there in riverbank uh, would that be doable i'll tell you what that would be great we'd really appreciate that. okay we'll we'll see if we can make that happen we are so impressed with what you're doing duke thank you so much appreciate it uh blessings upon you for what you do again uh friends the website americanveteransfirst.net and uh, we'll be back in three minutes here on the mike douglas show on power talk 1360 kfiv the Mike Douglas Show, now weekdays from 3 till 5 on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Father, preacher, friend, it's the conversation you've missed. The Mike Douglas Show, weekdays at 3 on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. And welcome back to the Mike Douglas Show here on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. A very uh, sobering hour. We've heard a tremendous report from Josh Whitfield, boots on the ground, uh, now in Warsaw, Poland, ready to come back home after his third tour of duty, so to speak, with humanitarian efforts in Ukraine, right in the middle of uh, the action. And uh, there were times, and I've watched many of his posts, when uh, he was... He was having to evacuate because of the shelling and uh, the attacks by Russia. And uh, it's just, uh, I know he's beat right now and so much appreciate his insights that he gave us today. And then, uh, and then also just a, a wonderful conversation uh, with Duke Cooper, who's the founder of AmericanVeteransFirst.net. I'll give that website out again, AmericanVeteransFirst.net. Uh, whether uh, you're a veteran, you might like to go and help with the humanitarian efforts that they're supporting in Ukraine, uh, or if you'd like to uh, donate funds so that they can get the helmets and the body, uh, body armor and the hygiene uh, products that they need, uh, the baby diapers and, and such. Uh, 
That website again, AmericanVeteransFirst.net. The phone number 209-863-8480. That's 209-863-8480. I also want to give you an opportunity to react to what you've heard today. Our phone number 209-551-3483, If you remember several weeks ago, we talked to uh, Leoba, and she has family in Ukraine, and uh, producer Mike just uh, connected with her, and uh, her relatives are in Kharkiv. They, uh, she says they're very scared, feeling very unsafe, and her sister hopes that authorities from both sides will give civilians the green zone so that they will be able to get her 86-year-old mother, uh, her mother-in-law rather, out of Kharkiv. Uh, they say they don't know how much uh, safer it is in their town, which is about 20 kilometers from Kharkiv, but at least uh, she says her mother-in-law will not be alone in her apartment there. She thanks uh, all of us for our support, and she says very hard for her to talk about it on the radio right now, and we fully understand that. So, Leoba, thank you very much for uh, giving us that report through producer Mike, and uh, we we just uh, keep you in our thoughts and prayers, but also, and I know many folks now are uh, ready to donate, I'm sure, and uh, support the efforts of uh, veterans like Josh Whitfield, who are working with AmericanVeteransFirst.net to go to the action and where it is in Ukraine and support the people there. And as uh, Duke Cooper, the founder and CEO of AmericanVeteransFirst.net, noted, and I I noted that he made this reference several times, this is not about uh, mercenary action here. This is strictly a volunteer humanitarian effort. And as uh, Josh Whitfield told us, uh, he's had some incredible experiences over there. I think one of the things, one of the takeaways that I had was uh, how he presented to us the fact that what we're seeing uh, doesn't even scratch the surface of the impact to the people in Ukraine. He talked about just the horrific unconscionable, I don't know how many adjectives we could come up with, but they probably wouldn't be enough to describe the the horrid actions of the Russian army. And uh, we won't go into detail, but again, I, I just heard from Josh's heart that what he's seen is uh, cuts, cuts you to the heart. And whether or not that's being communicated well or being considered by our leaders, as Josh says, that's out of his domain. He, what he can do, he's doing, and that is to make himself available along with fellow veterans to actually be on the ground in Ukraine and, uh, and help the folks there. Well, we'll continue the conversation in five minutes here on the Mike Douglas Show on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Don't go away.
the show you love with even more local news and more local reaction. The Mike Douglas Show. Now weekdays from 3 till 5 on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. And welcome to our number two of the Mike Douglas Show here on this summerish Thursday afternoon here in California's Central Valley on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. And again, our thanks to Josh Whitfield for his uh, report direct from Warsaw, Poland, about his uh, third tour of duty, so to speak, as in humanitarian efforts to help the people of Ukraine. Just an incredible and sometimes uh, gut-wrenching uh, report from Josh. Uh, before we leave that, I, I just want to come back to one of the comments he made. Oftentimes it's hard for us when we're looking at uh, people who may be in opposition to us or groups, it becomes very difficult to understand where they're coming from. Oftentimes, we try to anticipate what people are going to do or groups are going to do based upon our frame of reference, based upon our worldview. And so many people have expressed, especially over the past several weeks, a confusion about what Vladimir Putin really is up to. What, where, what's his thinking? What are his objectives? And this, this concept comes into play that many times we need to think about the fact that the other people who may be in opposition to us or the folks that are uh, the, the objects of our focus at the moment, we need to understand that we cannot necessarily project our own frame of references, our own worldview upon them, and then try to figure out why they do what they do. What we must often attempt to do is understand where they're coming from. What are their worldviews? Where, uh, what are their upbringings? What context are they coming from? And in that regard, I think one of the keys to unlocking questions about Vladimir Putin was uh, very well articulated by Josh Whitfield when he talked about Vladimir Putin is on an empire-building mission, uh, the Russian Empire. And he made the comment, Josh made the comment, which uh, I think is so true, and maybe it gives us an insight into Putin. And that is, he said, empires destroy what they can't have. Empires destroy what they can't have. And I think that's a very apt and, and probably correct assessment as far as we can assess him of uh, Vladimir Putin. Again, our our thanks to uh, Josh Whitfield for his report direct from Warsaw, Poland. And again, if you would like to uh, react to uh, some of the reports that he gave us, our phone number here, 209-551-3483. And uh, I want to give uh, information out again uh, regarding AmericanVeteransFirst.net, a way that you can help right here from the Central Valley of California, AmericanVeteransFirst.net. Again, our thanks to Duke Cooper for filling us in on what they're doing, not only in Ukraine, but some powerful, some powerful help to veterans right here. Uh, in our own area, in our own backyard, those who are homeless in parks and such, they are they are doing great work. Again, that's AmericanVeteransFirst.net. So the question is, what can you and I do? What can you and I do? We may not be able to go, but we can support in some way. 
Again, the website, AmericanVeteransFirst.net. And by the way, uh, Duke Cooper talked about the fact that might be better to donate funds because as a nonprofit CEO myself, I can tell you, oftentimes folks with the best of intentions will inundate a nonprofit with stuff with the best of intentions. The problem is storage is very expensive and it's hard. it takes time and dollars and uh, human energy to triage all those things. And oftentimes, at least in our case, uh, with the best of intentions, things that are being donated, uh, we don't have a place for it. There's no call for them at the moment. And, and that's why we put up on our website the needs of the moment. So I think that was uh, part of Duke Cooper's point. Uh, good to call. If you have specific things you'd like to donate, uh, call them 209-863-8480. And I would say do them a favor and make sure that what you have is what they need. They can always use funding, put it to good work, whether they're buying helmets or body armor, hygiene products, diapers, whatever it might be. Again, the website, American Veterans First. Dot net. Looking at uh, headlines of the day, just uh, very quickly, uh, Katanji Brown-Jackson, a judge, is now going to be Justice Jackson by a Senate vote of 53 to 47. Uh, Katanji Brown-Jackson will be uh, the first black woman to ever serve on the nation's highest Court. Of course, she is replacing Justice Stephen Breyer as uh, he is retiring. So this is the uh, first chance that President Biden has had to uh, personally select and recommend a justice for the Supreme Court. Again, uh, Katanji Brown-Jackson confirmed today to the Supreme Court by the Senate by a vote of 53 to 47. And just to follow up, from yesterday's conversation that we had, and this is regarding the plan by the uh, California Department of Corrections and Rehabilitation uh, to take what they've done over the past uh, year and a half to two years to take the pandemic as a rationale for having a plan to release a lot of prisoners early. And we unpacked that in some detail yesterday. But what I want to remind you of is if you would like to provide some feedback to the CDCR, I encourage you to do that. I'm doing it. I'm sending them my views on this particular subject. I'm telling them, no, that uh, this is a very dangerous policy for the public, and I'm not sure it does uh, a, a service to those who are incarcerated either. Those comments have to be received by email or by mail, by snail mail, by April 13. If they get there after April 13, they can't use them. That's because they're having a teleconference, a public hearing on April 14. And you can actually participate in that, by the way. And I'm not going to give all the numbers and the websites and the emails out here, uh, but if you'd like more information on it, email me. Mike on 1360 at gmail.com. Mike on 1360 at gmail.com. Again, if you'd like to uh, listen to the public hearing and even provide your uh, three minute um, opinion, 
during that teleconference, you can do that. And I'll, uh, I'll send you the phone number and the, and the code that you need to use. That'll be coming up on April 14. It's live at 10 a.m. in the morning. Or again, you can uh, send your comments ahead of time by mail or by email. I, uh, and let me just touch on this. It's a headline I saw and it, it has, it strikes me oftentimes when we hear such a compelling, compelling and gut-wrenching report as uh, Josh Whitfield gave us, things begin to pale in comparison and we begin to put life into perspective. And so I'm looking at this other headline that crossed our desk actually uh, yesterday or maybe even the day before. The li- and, and you just consider this in comparison to what we've been talking about, about the, the tragedy doesn't even begin to describe it, but the tragedy in, in Ukraine and the unconscionable horror of what uh, the Russian army is, is doing to the Ukrainians. L.A. County... L.A. County is suspending all official travel to Texas and Florida because they don't like their laws about gender and sexuality. The Board of Supervisors in Los Angeles, Los Angeles County actually voted on that uh, Tuesday to ban all official county business to Texas or Florida because they don't like their laws that deal with gender identity. Seriously, L.A. County, really? I, I just, it, 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 and again, maybe it's because we've just been discussing this gut-wrenching subject of, of Ukraine, and I'm thinking, how petty, L.A. County. Just absolutely, uh, absolutely ridiculous. But uh, again, it's, uh, it's just, uh, we have to deal with it. We have our own issues here. Oftentimes, many of them pale into comparison of, uh, of the issues that are happening in, uh, in Ukraine right now. Again, we want to provide you the opportunity, if you'd like, to react to uh, Josh Whitfield's report to us. Our phone number here, area code 209 551 Three four eight three. Let's go to the phones. Kathleen from Oakdale. Uh, Kathleen, your reaction to some of what you heard today from Josh? Oh, um, I'm really startled by the whole thing, and um, I have this uh, question about the subjugation that's going on. It's the first time I heard it said so plainly that that's really what they're trying to uh, force upon uh, you. The Ukraine people is just sheer sub, subjugation, and he compared it to uh, the Spanish Inquisition, and I would say that's right. Uh, this whole thing has reminded me of the Middle Ages and not of World War II or World War One. and so I was really glad to hear him compare it to uh, the Spanish Inquisition. But I'm, my question uh, is... He said that children, he saw the remains of children as young as age five uh, that were brutalized the same as the parents. And does that mean that there are children under the age of five, so four and under, that have gone missing? And if that's the case, uh, that should be stopped on the part of the Ukrainian people. They should absolutely not um, be fueling the invasion by having those children available for them to be kidnapped. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm a little 
confused. Clarify this for me. You're saying that the brutalization of five and under is the fault of the Ukrainian people? No, no, they're being, I, he said that he saw the remains of children as young as age five. So I'm, I'm going the next step. So what's happening to the children under the age five? That there's no remains of children under the age five. And I'm just asking, are they being kidnapped or are they in fact already evacuated? Are they that good at evacuation? I hope they are. I pray to God they are. But if they're not that good at evacuation as yet, then to get get on with it. Yeah, Evacuate Kathleen, I... Evacuate all children under the age five. They're yeah, being kidnapped, for God's sake. I can't speak for Josh, uh, but I think what he was talking about is what he knows for a fact, uh, that the children he saw were uh, five and, and up, and, and I've heard that as well. Uh, so what what happens are, is the same thing happening to children under five? Uh, don't know. Uh, good question. Uh, but uh, no, I no, think... no, that's not my question, Mike. Mike, it, it really is, are they going missing? Are they being taken live? Are they being taken, captured? Yeah, well, that's, that's such a no, nightmare yeah, I, as I, a mother. I, I, I got gotcha. you. And a I grandmother gotcha. to think. I, I got gotcha. you. I think, I think my point, Kathleen, is that we don't know. And uh, I'm always very reticent uh, to offer an opinion on things that, that we just don't know. Uh, so I don't want to assume that they're being kidnapped. Uh, I don't want to assume that all of them under five are being evacuated either. I think, uh, Kathleen, it's, it's a creative question, and I think the answer is we don't know. And uh, so, I, again, I'm reticent to, uh, to offer an opinion there when, when we just don't have any, uh, have any information. Kathleen, thanks for the call. And uh, I, I know from some of Josh's earlier uh, remarks and 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 uh, his posts on on social media and such that he over the past weeks that he's been there the Mike Douglas he's show. buried many of those children we'll be back in three minutes KFIV. it's today's conversation for Stockton Modesto and beyond. beyond now back to the Mike Douglas show on Power Talk, 1360 KFIV. And welcome back to the Mike Douglas Show. Our line right in here to your conversation today. And I revolving around some difficult stuff, some heavy stuff about reports from Ukraine. Uh, but uh, it is our pleasure to be able to offer you the opportunity to be live and local. And as your concierge for conversation, my job is to facilitate that and, and make sure that uh, as many voices as we can, can get on the air uh, to uh, allow you to let your voice be known about the ob- the subjects that we're talking about. Uh, let's go back to the phones right now. Again, we're reacting to uh, the reports we heard from Josh Whitfield, now in Warsaw, Poland, coming uh, home, but going back to Ukraine for humanitarian service in uh, the not-too-distant future. Our phone number, 209-551-3483. Let's go to Stanislas and uh, Debbie. Uh, Debbie, welcome. Your thoughts for today. Hi, thank you for taking my call. I have to calm down a little bit because I'm really frustrated today. Um, I want to thank you for the program that you gave us today. 
I don't know how many people feel this way, and I can't speak for other people, but I'm very grateful to you because the program you had today, it it makes every other program pale in comparison. But my concern is something I've shared a long time ago with all of you. We better wake up and smell the coffee because there's something we're eliminating and there's a lot of somethings. We're not facing what's really happening. Now I want to skip to the lady that calls in. I keep forgetting her name. You just talked to her. And she was going on and on about, tell us if the babies are five years and under, if they're being, you know, if they're being whatever. I have grandchildren and great-grandchildren. So what, lady? So do I. That doesn't mean anything. And her going on and on and calling and saying silly things, and it is silly, and so I'll tell her to her face. If she hasn't been watching the news, then shame on her. That call was out of line. That call was unnecessary. And if she's got to get her emotions in order, she needs to get it in herself and stop calling the station and saying things like she so often says. I'm pretty tolerant of people, but not when they do things like this. This has been out for the whole world to see. It's on your TV station. Has nobody been, oh, I'm sorry to say, it isn't a popular station for you to watch because you just don't, you want to be entertained? Well, that's too bad. Because if we don't watch our P's and Q's, we're going to be the same as Ukraine right here in the United States. And I've said this many times before. I'm not ashamed to say it because I see all the earmarks. We've got it going on here, and we're not acknowledging it. We better wake up, and we better start paying attention to how we share with each other, what issues we bring up, and stop throwing our emotions all over the table. We've got wonderful, kind, giving, sharing, caring human beings that are doing something. The majority are not. And the poor kids that don't know anything better to do or young adults are taking drugs that are illegal and being brought across our borders, and our administration is allowing it. And they're being killed. They're committing suicide by the tens of thousands. What's going on with us as Americans? What happened to us? Where did our brains go and our emotional systems Are we so into technology that we can't see past the nose on our face? Wake up, everybody. Well, Debbie, thank thank you for uh, thank you for your comments. And and, uh, again, I know I know you're speaking from uh, deep within your soul as well. And uh, Debbie, just to say and and this is uh, the reality of what we do here, Uh, no matter what the perspective is, my belief is I offer that opportunity to express what the person wants to express. And, uh, and so I, I appreciate your emotions and, and your perspectives uh, as well. Uh, again, my friends, I think one of the things that, that this type of a show, and I'm talking about today, what these topics do is that they reach deep down inside of us and they touch us where we have experienced traumas ourselves. And some of that emotion comes from there. Some of it just is raw reacting to what we hear. And one of the things that I've learned as as a pastor, a vocational pastor over 25 years, is one of the best things to do with people is to listen to them and offer an opportunity to be heard. The rest can happen after that. 
And uh, so I, again, my, my mission here as best I can is to provide all of you, uh, regardless of your perspectives, with the opportunity to voice your heart in reaction to, uh, to what we're hearing. So uh, both for Kathleen and Debbie, thank you for uh, letting us know how you feel and uh, your reaction to what you heard today. Again, heady stuff, tough stuff reaches deep down inside of us. We'll continue in about five minutes uh, with the Mike Douglas Show here on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Don't go away. We'll be back. The Mike Douglas Show. Now weekdays from 3 till 5 on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Local talk is back in the valley with KFIV's Mike Douglas. Weekdays at 3 on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. And welcome back to the Mike Douglas Show here on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. On this uh, Thursday afternoon, temperatures getting up into the 90s today, believe it or not. It is uh, summer, apparently, is, uh, is upon us. What else is upon us, and I'm always happy uh, to see that, is baseball. Today is the opening, and I know some of you aren't enthused about Major League Baseball, uh, but it, it's it it's been part of my life since I was can remember uh, l- listening growing up in L.A. from the days I can first remember listening to radio. Always looked forward to the dulcet tones of Vin Scully uh, opening the season of baseball in uh, in Southern California, and just so much looked forward to that and enjoy uh, attending baseball games as well. I get a little impatient with the uh, unions and and lockouts and all of that, but uh, the game itself I I still love. And so today is the opening day of baseball. Ironically. The big game that's always, uh, here's the focus. This is the game that kicks it all off. And it was promoted ahead of time, Red Sox versus the Yankees. Boston Red Sox versus the New York Yankees. Was going to start it off at a little past 1 o'clock Eastern today. What happened? Uh Uh-oh. Rain delayed. At least uh, they're saying, well, they're using a euphemism. They're saying it, it was the game was postponed. The big game that would open the MLB Major League Baseball season had to be postponed due to uh, uh, prognostications of inclement weather. Uh, so, so there you go. And by the way, before we leave this, I don't know if you're familiar with uh, uh, 538 uh, or, or not, but uh, the folks there have uh, have a projected, at least uh, based upon the stats they're looking at now, they have projected the 2022 Major League Baseball standings. And uh, they're saying in the National League West, here's their lineup, here's what they're predicting. Uh, first place, L.A. Dodgers. Second place, San Diego Padres. Third place, San Francisco Giants. Fourth place, uh, Colorado Rockies, and then the Arizona Diamondbacks. That's interesting. Giving the Dodgers a 93% uh, odds of of being in the playoff. Uh, The Giants, 49% odds. And then in the American League West, uh, the uh, Athletics, they're saying, well, they're not seeing them doing really well this year, about a 6% chance of of the playoff odds. So uh, there we go. 
there's your uh, your news from the Mike Douglas show for the opening day of Major League Baseball. Want to talk to you about? Um, well, let, let me tell you what. Let me go back to the phones. Fair, fair is fair, and uh, Kathleen um, Kathleen uh, gave, gave us some thoughts about her concerns about what's happening to uh, children under five in um, in Ukraine. And uh, Debbie followed up and uh, w- with her uh, response to that and don't normally do this, but I think under the circumstances, fair is fair. Uh, Kathleen, I'm going to give you the, uh, the microphone again, so to speak, uh, to, to respond if you would like. Kathleen, uh, welcome back to the show. Hi, uh, thank you. I, I just really want to say that uh, Debbie, for the most part, is right. Um, I am in the wrong, and um, I'm. I don't want to be, and there's no excuse for being in the wrong. But I just want to explain that I have been in contact with Feinstein's office uh, repeatedly on this matter about what is happening. It goes way back to the beginning, and I've requested that Feinstein's office see to it that the uh, uh, children under the age of five are evacuated, and. Um, mandatory evacuation and that so that they are not fueling the invasion so there's nothing for the invasion to come and capture and take back home with them as a prize and um so anyways i think that it's fall i feel like it's falling on deaf ears at feinstein's office and i uh, am worried that it's falling on deaf ears because i think that it's actually a strategy that some people have in war to uh Go ahead, take our babies, you know, and that's not what the mother's strategy is or the grandmother's strategy is. So I'm speaking on behalf of of the mothers, the innocent mothers and grandmothers who don't have their eyes wide open to other people's war strategies. Well, Debbie, uh, Debbie, Debbie made her response to you, Kathleen, and uh, you did what I think is uh, an act of of high integrity. Uh, the way that you have responded to that. So, Kathleen, thank you for uh, calling again. And uh, uh, again, I, I think you made a an incredibly wise and full of integrity response. And uh, I thank you for that uh, from all of us here on the Mike Douglas Show. Kathleen, thanks for the call. I r- appreciate that. Appreciate that very much. I saw a story that's been bugging me, so I'm going to share it with you. And it's, uh, I don't know if you've seen the story or not. The the story I'm looking at actually came from uh, the UK Daily Mail, uh, which often uh, from the UK gives uh, interesting perspectives we don't always see here in the US and our media. But the, the basic story here is that Jill Biden's Secret Service detail has apparently been infiltrated by two fake Homeland Security agents, and apparently they uh, gave personal gifts to her Secret Service detail, uh, somebody on the, her detail, including a $40,000 a year penthouse and a $2,000 assault rifle. 
Now, who are these two guys? Don't know. Don't have a lot of background on them. I can't pronounce their names, which may be uh, an indication there. One's 40, one's 36. Anyway, they were taken into custody uh, today, I believe, for allegedly posing as fake Homeland Security officers. Now, my question, I have always looked up to the FBI. I've looked up to the Secret Service uh, that, I mean... These are stalwart parts of all our culture that you want to have confidence in, and our our confidence in in the FBI, at least in the higher echelons, has been shaken over the past couple of years. And now the Secret Service, seriously, they didn't know that these two guys were fake. Apparently, uh, since 2020, these two guys have been supplying Secret Service agents with rent-free luxury apartments, high-end electronics, and police equipment. In one instance, apparently one of them even offered a member of First Lady Jill Biden's security detail a $2,000 assault rifle. And uh, again, a penthouse valued at more than $40,000 a year. Now... I'm I'm thinking to myself. Um, that apparently, they were flashing what w- w- were good forgeries of their IDs. Apparently, they're they had forged Department of Health uh, Department of Homeland Security ID cards, and they were uh, they they were showing those cards around and loaning out iPhone surveillance systems, a drone, flat screen television, a generator, a gun case, other policing tools. And did did nobody tumble to this? Did, did the Secret Service not understand what was going here? I have questions. I have questions, and uh, we'll we'll pursue that in a couple of minutes. Again, we want to give you an opportunity to react to uh, what you've heard uh, today in our discussions about what's happening uh, in Ukraine. Again, our thanks to Josh Whitfield for his boots on the ground, first person uh, witness uh, testimony from uh, Warsaw, Poland, where he is right now. He'll be coming home shortly, then going back in uh, in his mission, his humanitarian mission to he- help the people of Ukraine. Let's go back to the phones, area code 209 Three four eight three. Let's uh, let's go to Jeanette. Hi, Jeanette. Welcome to the show. Hi, Mike. Um, yeah, I was uh, listening to the discussion with um, Kathleen and Debbie and so on, and and uh, I think both were making some good points. Um, uh, in in regards to the children, I didn't quite understand what Kathleen was saying. Whether the the people were giving up their children or something, but. I can't verify this. I'd have to. I'd have to look it up again. But I remember reports coming out of Ukraine. I mean, these families were trying to get out with their lives, and they were being killed by the Russians. I mean, children and and women and children. I think that that's maybe a lot of that of what was going on. And and like I had said before on another broadcast that I had contacted Samaritan's Purse and so on. I mean, these people were just desperately just trying. I, I mean, they're they're starving. I mean, they they have nothing. And they're they're trying to hold on, and and they were delivering babies on the street. I mean, it it's a mess over there. So I I don't I think we have to be really careful about uh, just maybe getting more information or just praying for these people because it's a desperate situation to be in a war. And uh, you know, and children are always victims of war. Um, I have a friend who's from um, from that area, 
And uh, he actually told me that that's, that's what happened. The children are the ones who are victims of war. And it's not because of their, their own people that give them up, but this is what the enemy does. This is what evil people like Putin does. I, I, think, uh, I think that's a good summation, uh, Jeanette. And I, I want to come back to, and, and you may have caught this as well, to, uh, to Josh Whitfield's uh, remark, and I think it's very true, that if we try to get into the mind of Vladimir Putin, it's hard to understand. You and I would not do this, right? Because we have a worldview, no. we have a Christ-centered wor- worldview that says we value life, that life is precious, that the Creator is the one who created life itself. And uh, therefore, but uh, I, th- I think uh, Josh's comment that uh, em- empire builders destroy what they cannot have. Empire builders destroy what they cannot have. And Ukraine is saying, you can't have us. You can't have us. I, I think it has yeah. been a surprise yeah. uh, to many people across the world and, and to uh, Russia, I would assume, that the Ukrainians have been uh, such a force uh, to repel uh, the uh, the Russian yeah, and uh, assault. Yeah, I think that that has gotten Putin's throat. I think that that has, uh, and I'm not necessarily necessarily saying that he would deliberately kill children, but I think uh, the larger picture um, as being an empire builder and uh, just whatever gets in his way, and he had a goal, and that goal was disrupted, and so no telling. I mean, what it's doing to him um, on a personal level. And we, we can only just uh, pray for these people. And uh, uh, I, I, don't, I don't think this thing is going to end really soon. I know a lot of people want it to end, but um, it, it could be even worse for the Ukrainians if they give up as well. It's a tough situation. Yeah. A- absolutely. Uh, Jeanette, thank you so much for your call. I appreciate that. Our phone number here, 209-551-3483. Uh, Jeanette reminding us that you know we need to be careful about what we're not sure of, uh, but also underlying the horror of uh, what we're seeing. And as Josh Whitfield brought to our attention earlier uh, in the broadcast today, that what we're seeing really is the tip of the iceberg. And there, there are not words, as, as he expressed, really not words to describe the devastation, the inhumanity of what is going on. It, it's just horrible. And uh, as I mentioned before, I've, I've watched his uh, posts from Ukraine, and Josh was over there helping to bury a lot of those children. And uh, I'm telling you, when you, when you held... Um, a dead child in your arms. And um, many of us in, in law enforcement have done that, military as well, fire service. It, uh, it takes you to a new dimension of compassion and sorrow and for these deaths to be caused by such a violent evil presence really is unconscionable so josh has been through it again we so much appreciate his uh, his report to us today i'll be back in three minutes our phone number here 209-551-3483 as the mike douglas show continues here on power talk 1360 kfiv 
The Mike Douglas Show. Now weekdays from 3 till 5 on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Father, preacher, friend. It's the conversation you've missed. The Mike Douglas Show. Weekdays at 3 on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. And welcome back to the Mike Douglas Show. Again here on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Uh, Amongst uh, many subjects that we've talked about today, I want to come back very quickly to these two phony federal agents. they, They were passing themselves off as Homeland Security officers. And apparently the... Secret Service detail for Jill Biden either accepted gifts from them knowing they were fake agents or didn't know they were fake agents. Either way, I'm real disappointed in the Secret Service here. Uh, I really am. Apparently, the scam unraveled on March 14 when the U.S. Postal Inspection Service started to investigate assault on on a mail carrier uh, at uh, an apartment building in southeast D.C., uh, along where these guys uh, apparently were, were working. And uh, they, they reported that these two phony federal agents used several apartments in the building, claiming that the Department of Homeland Security was paying the rent. And get this, they had an SUV. They had a SUV equipped with emergency lights that they identified as their official Department of Homeland Security vehicle. And apparently when an investigator confronted them, they said they were special police officers involved in the undercover gang-related investigations and probes related to the January 6th Capitol riot. Can you believe this? On, I, I, I don't, it, 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 Boggles my mind. Do the Secret Service seriously not know? Or were these agents that were assigned to Jill Biden, for goodness sakes, were they accepting uh, these uh, these favors and such? Uh, were they on the take? Holy smoke. So I asked, uh, I uh, messaged uh, our, our buddy, Bob, the retired FBI agent, one of our uh, listeners who's been on the show many times. I said, well, what can we do to just get rid of so much of the corruption that we're seeing at, at the higher echelons of the federal government right now? Here are some of his suggestions. See what you think. He said, put Jim Jordan uh, in charge of the committee of the, the Judiciary Committee as the ranking member of his right now. Make him the attorney general. All right, so take Jim Jordan, currently serving as the the ranking uh, member of the Judiciary Committee. Make him the U.S. Attorney General. I like that. I like that. And then many of you may be familiar with Trey Gowdy, a former congressman, uh, now on uh, now has his own show on on Fox on on the weekends. And uh, Bob is saying it may put him in charge of the FBI. He used to serve on the Judiciary Committee and the Intelligence Committee. Trey Gowdy put him in charge of the FBI. I like that, too. And uh, Gina Haspel uh, says put her in charge of the CIA. She's had decades of experience on the war on terror. And then uh, as far as the Secret Service goes, uh, our buddy Bob says, how about Dan Bongino? Can you imagine putting 
Dan Bongino, who, who's had experience, by the way, putting him in charge of the Secret Service. As Bob said, he would take no prisoners. <laughs> I like it. I, there's some good thinking uh, there, Bob. Again, I'm, I'm terribly upset by the fact that uh, these types of... Uh, these types of corruption incidents are, are happening. The Secret Service, that ought to be something that is sacrosanct. Don't you think? Isn't that an agency that we ought to be able to depend on no matter what? And no matter who the president is and the vice president and all the folks that they protect? Well, we'll continue the conversation again tomorrow. Can't believe we ran out of time already. Uh, I'll see you tomorrow at 3 o'clock right here on the Mike Douglas Show on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Have a wonderful evening. Thanks for your thoughts today. Bless you. See you tomorrow.